It's a warm summer night in St. Louis. You and your family are hustling through Forest Park. Well, you're hustling. The kids are meandering with melted frozen lemonades. You pat yourself down to locate car keys and glance around for landmarks. Weird-looking oak tree? Check. You're still humming a tune from the show as you get everyone settled and merge into the sea of taillights, but a question rises to the top of your mind. How does the Muni find all of those crazy, talented people? Welcome to Classic 107.3's Attuned, the podcast that amplifies your knowledge of the artistic and cultural community in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm Julie Schuster. This is Series 1, Episode 2 of Cast Me at the Muni, an exploration of the audition process. The Muni is the United States' oldest and largest outdoor musical theater, and it's located in Forest Park in St. Louis. The second conversation features Kelsey Kriegis, a recent graduate of Ball State University. We discuss Kelsey's experience auditioning for the Muni, how she handles the audition process, concussions, and her future plans. Kelsey, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm 21. I'm a senior at Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. I'm from the Chicago suburbs. Grew up dancing and singing. I have a wonderful, wonderful family who all do this. So I've been surrounded by it my entire life. I'm uh, really fortunate to get to do it as a career now. You were at the audition at what time this morning? I got to the building at about 8.30. The line to check in was out the door, so I stood out in the cold for about 30 minutes. Then it was like the kind of thing where you walk in, and then you had to check in, and then there was a line that roped to the right and went down this hallway and then came back on the other side of that hallway. It was a never-ending line of people (laughs) to get there. And about an hour and a half later, I finally got up to the check-in table. I was number 472 of the females. Lots of people. Is that kind of crowd typical for the auditions that you attend? Yeah, I mean, especially for something this big. The Muni is obviously one of the bigger and more professional auditions that you'll go to as a musical theater or dance performer. This is definitely like the biggest that I've been to. Last year when I was here, it was not quite as big. It was probably about like three to 400 girls instead, but this year it was like over 500 girls. Yeah. So how many times have you auditioned for the Muni? This was my second time. What happened today? Tell us what the process was like once you were able to audition and then what happened afterward. We start with the dance call. So they're very smart, very organized. They have a whole separate room for the learning process of the choreography. So the dance captain was in there and she was giving us the choreography for the song. We danced to All That Jazz from Chicago because that's in their season. So she taught it to us in one room and there were about 60 to 70 girls in a group. So we're all in that little studio learning it. We're in there for about 20 minutes, and then they kind of shift everything around, and we went into the big rehearsal space with all of the directors and choreographers and casting agents and stuff for the Muni, and uh, reviewed the choreography in there with the actual choreographer, and then ran it in groups a few times, and then we did it. When you do the audition, you do it in groups of five or six. Today, they like ran out of big groups, and then there were two girls who did it by themselves. They were like, a duet? Here we go. It was awesome. They killed it. So I was in the final group of girls. So there were like 72 girls in my group. So 
It was a lot of people in that room. <laughs> Not being a dancer myself, do you have adequate space? Do you feel like you can't perform to your potential? Yeah, it's hard when you're learning it, especially. There's a lot of... Great. And on this count, you're kicking your left leg, but you're obviously not going to do that full out when you're in the rehearsal space. But at pretty much every dance call I've ever been to, they're very good about doing it in smaller groups, even when we're just learning it and rehearsing it so that you do get to kind of put it into your body and be like, oh, yeah, okay, great. I have two full counts to do a right fan kick. So now I have to feel out. Oh, okay, cool. That's what that actually feels like when I'm not two feet away from all these other people. The big dance studio that we're in for the actual audition is enormous. And even with six girls on the stage, you have all this space to explore and put it in your body. So 20 minutes seems like a crazy short amount of time to me, again, a non-dancer person, to learn choreography. But is that pretty par for the course? Pretty typical. They throw about an eight count of choreography at you. You review it. You keep going. You go back. You do it all with the music. You keep going. So that's Kind of the challenge of auditioning is that we got things to do. We got more people to see. There's 500 girls. You get 20 minutes. So that is something that, especially in a college program, we have audition days in dance classes because auditioning is a skill in itself and things like that. You have to learn how to sequence in your brain. You have to learn how to have the mile markers in the choreography where you're like, oh, I got lost there, but I can always get back on this count here. It's a completely different skill that you have to learn how to navigate through that's part of it that I hadn't really thought about. It's like standardized testing. I'm a really, really smart student, but I'm not great at standardized testing. It's the same exact process of I'm a really great dancer, but I don't know how to sequence in my brain or I can't pick things up that quickly. Or like me, I've had three concussions and it's taking me a while. Like I went through a six month phase after my last concussion any sort of auditioning, any sort of memorization was so hard for me. And that really impacted, obviously, my career. And like what I did, I had to work so much harder to memorize a monologue for class or memorize a scene, all of it. So there's so many factors that play into that, but it is hard. It's a completely different skill. It's not just how good of a dancer you are. It's so much more than that. It's I can pick things up quickly and... I know how to throw it all together in the next 20 minutes because that's all the time you get. Interesting. Tell me about the concussions that you got. How, how does... You know, for someone who has been a dancer since the day I was born, I'm incredibly clumsy. I think my first concussion, I was seventh grade or something. I just bent down to tie my shoe and I hit my head on the doorknob. My second one, it was dark and I was getting into my mom's car and I literally just like smacked my head on the side of the car. My last one was last year. I was in a show and there was a point where I was sitting on the ground. And I was supposed to lean up against a girl and she like wasn't where she was supposed to be. And I just fell straight back. My head bounced on the floor. It was not fun. For someone whose job is to be graceful on stage, it is just does not come naturally to me at all. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's good. It's all the facade. <laughs> And, and that last one really had an impact on you. Yeah, it was crazy. I was in the hospital for two days. They were checking for bleeding on the brain, a skull fracture. It was nuts. And I was unable to form a full sentence. It was crazy. It was really, really hard. And I was in the middle of doing a play. And it was a three-person play. No understudies. So, like, that was a very, very strange situation. But, again, that also, like, impacted my ability to 
be in a Shakespeare class. I was like, I'm, I'm really trying. Like, I'm not slacking off. I just can't do things as quickly right now because I have a concussion and now my memory's a little fuzzy for the next six months. You know, like it's, yeah, it's weird. The like things that shouldn't affect someone's job performance as much as it is, but that's the, that's the career that we have, you know? Yeah. I, I hope the, the girl who was not in the spot where she was supposed to be. <laughs> she felt so bad because she turned around and watched my head bounce on the floor. <laughs> it's all good. Here we are. So how did the audition come out today? It was great. It was super fun. So a lot of what they gave us for the actual choreography was they said, here's the skeleton of it. Feel free to interpret it the way that you want, which is interesting. And the hard thing about doing one 30-second dance call for six shows in a season, you know, five to seven shows of whatever Summerstock Theater you're auditioning for is that they have to be able to see everything for all of these shows in that one audition. Mm -hmm. So that's the really hard thing about auditioning for a Summerstock company is how do I show them that I can do Chicago, but I can also do Mary Poppins, but I can also do Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Like, how do you do that in 30 seconds with the given materials? But it went really well. I mean, they specifically said, we want you to be gritty. And we were dancing to Chicago. So it was like, you maybe murdered someone. But also, we want to see you smile. <laughs> You're like, what do I do with that? So it's all a fun little puzzle. And you just kind of figure out ways to put yourself into the choreography as well. So I'm going to always show them the very smooth Fosse-esque things that I'm really good at, and I'm going to focus on those. You got to stick to your strengths while also doing what they asked you to do. And you have 30 seconds, and you're doing it once, and you know. Right. And there were more than 500 girls today, and they kept how many of them? I would say they kept 20 to 30 from each group. So I would say they're keeping about 200 girls today, I would think. So then those girls will go back later this afternoon to sing. They'll sing one or two, like, 16-bar cuts. And then from there, they'll make another big cut. And then callbacks tomorrow. And you were telling me earlier that you ran into a lot of people that you've yeah. known from other other opportunities that you've had. Tell me about that. I mean, that. It's, it's so cliche, and everyone's always talking about how the theater world is so small, and everyone knows everyone. But until you're sitting in a room with a thousand people, you never really think about that. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I did a show with them when I was in seventh grade. Oh my gosh, I did this intensive at University of Michigan with all 13 of these people. That's my best friend from high school. You know, it's like, <laughs> and then you're introducing them and you're like watching all of your worlds collide. It's very, it's very strange. But I mean, it's a nice little gathering of really, really talented, passionate people. So yeah, I saw my best friend Luke from high school. He goes to Brigham Young University. He and a few other boys were there from BYU. They were very excited to be there, and they're all incredibly talented. So it was nice to get to meet all these guys who he's like talked about for so long and who he looks up to so much. So that was good. I saw, yeah, I saw like 12 people from the musical theater intensive at University of Michigan. So uh, there were a few girls who were from Ball State as well. But then also all these random people who have seen it, like other auditions and you recognize them, but you don't really know much about them. But you're like, oh, I did the Rockettes audition with you. Oh, I did this. You know, so mm -hmm. it's cool. It really is a small world, even when there's a thousand people in one room. 
Obviously, you weren't one of the ones who was held back today. So tell me a little bit about that. You've driven five something (laughs) hours to come down for this audition. You've been there most of the day waiting for your turn. You had your turn. You're done. Yeah. How do you deal with that? That is one of the things that as you go through a career in musical theater or dance or theater is the hardest thing to figure out. For me, I was told right away, for those of you listening who can't see me, I'm (laughs) 5'11". So that right there prohibits a lot for me. Typically, you're not going to have a bunch of ensemble members who are 5'11", or men who are over 5'11", to be partnered with me. A lot of times when I'm in auditions, great, everyone who's over about 5'8 just got let go. It's interesting. There's so much that plays into it. I mean... Maybe they already have the costumes and they need people who are this size and this size and I'm not like that. Or they want people who can be in multiple shows and if I work for this one but I don't work for that, you know. It's weird. It's very hard. But at the end of the day, there's going to be 99 no's to one yes. Mm -hmm. So you just have to keep going. You have to think of it as like your little personal dance party. I'm doing this for me. I love what I do. If... I prepared and I did exactly what I wanted to do out there, then that's all that matters. If I work for them, great. And if not, then we move on and we do the next one because that's this job. This job is auditioning, not performing. You're a senior this year, right? So you're graduating. I am. What's what's (laughs) next for you? The big question. I'm in a very, very fortunate spot where I have been given a lot of really exciting opportunities that really have nothing to do with dance or musical theater. My wonderful, wonderful, beautiful father, love him so much. He taught me everything I know about music theory and about arranging music. And that's something that I have been really passionate about my whole life. And at Ball State, we have the Emmy Award winning Michael Rafter, my hero, on faculty. So he has kind of taken me under his wing and like taught me so much about all of this. And I owe so much to him. And We also get to work with Sutton Foster on a pretty regular basis, which is, again, incredible. And she's just as lovely as she appears to be. She is funny and incredibly gracious and so smart. I got to do a lot of arranging for our senior cabaret that we did. And then from that, Sutton hired me to write an arrangement for an upcoming gala that she's doing. So I'm now working with her. She just texted me that they're adding it to... uh, the next two gala performances that she's doing. So that's like an incredibly surreal yeah, <laughs> thing that's happening. Like the hours and hours that I've wasted on YouTube watching random performances of Sutton Foster at this and like, <laughs> and now she's going to be singing something that I hoped to write. It's very, it's very strange. Yeah. And it's also one of those things where I've my whole life been like, I'm a dancer, I'm doing this. And now like starting off my post college career, it's like, in the music arranging, music direction venue, which is so cool. Well, and who knows if you hadn't watched those hours and hours of Sutton Foster, maybe your arrangement wouldn't have been so perfect for her. See, mom, it was all worth it. (laughs) (laughs) And I love teaching. I love it a lot. And my mom owns a dance studio. And so I always go back and teach. And it just like fills this hole in my heart that I don't get when I'm at school, which is really nice. So if... I don't end up working at any of these theaters. I always can go back and teach, which just fulfills a completely different part of my life, which I love. So, Well, you've got a lot of exciting things happening in your life. Lots going on, always. 
But it's great that you came and you want to be a part of the Muni and it's appealing to you. I know it has a nationwide reputation. What excites you about the possibility of working at the Muni? It's such an iconic theater. It's enormous. Like, let's just, first of all, like it's 10,000 people come to this show. And I mean, the outdoor theater aspect of it, that's something that's completely different. I've never done anything like that. And that would be incredible. I mean, so many people got their start at the Muni and you hear about all these people like Taylor Lauderman, who's been on Broadway for six years, you know, and she's talking about how much she loved being at the Muni and she went back. Like, everyone loves the Muni and I think it's amazing. And, and the idea of at some point, getting to uh, be a part of that legacy is incredible. Well, who knows? If you don't make it there as a dancer, maybe you'll be arranging music <laughs> for a show at who some knows? point. Maybe I'll be behind the table someday at the Muni. That's right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, of course. I really thank appreciate you. It. Best of luck with all your upcoming auditions. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Classic 107.3's Attuned. There's more great content on our website, classic1073.org slash podcasts. There you'll find all of the available episodes, plus show notes, pictures, links, and more.